Yeah. All right. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Ashley, did you watch the video? Oh my god. I didn't know what it was. I'm okay. like, are we getting like spammed? What's happening? So you can watch it. No. No, no, watch Veronica's it. Veronica's been hacked. Oh my god. Because <laughs> it's a Dave doppelganger. Victoria oh, really? <laughs> Victoria has met me and this person is pretty much me in real life. Victoria? Victoria? Whoa. Holy Christ. I Veronica. I cannot believe. <laughs> oh my god. That she's going to she's going to just put on her superhero cape and fly and smack you in the face. Like, <laughs> I call I call my coworker Victoria Veronica all the time. Oh my <laughs> it's god. So it's not terrible. just me. No. <laughs> okay, it's not just you. So in the uh -oh. old not excusable. Days, like five years ago or so at another job. The old days. I used, I used to see this older fellow who was like a lawyer in, you know, in a firm in the building all the time in the elevator. And we'd always make small talk. And he was a very lovely gentleman. And then one day he introduced himself to me. And his name was, I don't remember. Oh. But I told him <laughs> my name was Veronica. Oh, no. And Jim. That was his name. Jim. Jimothy. And... I told him my name was Veronica. And then the next time we saw each other in the elevator, he said, hi, Victoria. Oh. And oh, he was so no. proud of himself that I Veronica. never corrected him. Oh, no. And for like the next three years, every time he saw me, he was, hi, Victoria. He's like, hi, Jim. <clears throat> hi. And so then my friends at work started calling me Victoria, too, because oh, they thought no. it was the funniest thing ever. Oh, no. So that's why you left. <laughs> you just had enough. Oh, Victoria. People call me that all the time. <laughs> Passable. Uh, so um, are we all set? Are we all caught up? Yeah. Yes. I think so. So, so five... Wow! Okay. Welcome back to the Happy Hour, everybody. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for giving us 10,000 listens since we started uh, the podcast back in March of this year. Um, we couldn't have done that without I, any of you guys listening in every nope. week to our <laughs> obnoxious ramblings about our favorite team, La Canadien de Montreal. My we name literally, is... Yeah. Huh? Sorry, we literally couldn't have done it without you because I don't have that much time. To exactly. listen 10,000 yeah. times. <laughs> no, right? I don't either. And that's I a lot try, of listens. I but... And um, I guess, yeah, this is a good time to give out some shout-outs to some of our listeners over in Finland that we have. Yes. Um, in the Hello. UK as well. I think the UK is one of the bigger ones for whatever reason, but yeah, UK. The UK is third after the US. Canada and the US. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we got people in Finland. We, we've got Angus giving out a shout out as well. Yeah. Which is Angus great. is here. He's so Thanks, happy Angus. to have um, everybody listening. We got. We have the cat community. Yes, we have the That's cat right. community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big fans. Uh, Big we fans. have uh, <laughs> Maria in the UAE. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. Over in the United uh, United Arab Emirates. And shoot, I'm forgetting one, an important oh, one. Guess what? Literally, yeah, guess what? What? What what? France. France! France! France. Bonjour! So, <laughs> there's this guy on Twitter. We follow each other. Oh no Fernand. Way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he um I went on a bit of a Twitter rant a few weeks ago about um um there was a kind of a Twitter thread that kind of happened organically one day um, when the Habs were doing really well and Max Domi was a revelation and everything. Everybody was like, friendly reminder that Max Domi can't score any goals. Right. And then people would quote, quote, tweet, friendly reminder that the Habs were going to be in last place. Friendly reminder and all this stuff. And so I quote tweeted it. And I also said, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm still a little bit pissed off about you know, last season and how, um, you know, all of the abuse that we would take all season just because we refused to abandon our team and everything else. And he replied, I'm sorry. <gasps> I saw that. Oh, <laughs> my God. And I was like, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> how great. And he says that because he's in France, he can't watch all the games live and he yeah. counts on us. <laughs> For his updates. No shit. Oh, oh that makes that That's reminds me. That reminds me of our. <laughs> Hi, Uncle Fernand. 
Sorry. Salut. Recap. Thank you for listening. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. we have uh, listeners also in Australia, the one that uh, ra- raged against us for putting spoilers into the uh, oh, into yes. the notes of the oh, yeah. podcast. So I try not to do that anymore. So sorry yeah. about that, Australia. <laughs> My bad. Won't ever That's happen fair. again. Do not send your spiders at me ever. Oh, God, no. And... Get your spiders. get your bovines under control. That gigantic cow is named. You leave Nickers alone. Nickers. It's a deer, <laughs> is it not? It's yeah, a bull. It's a, deer. It's, it's a it's a boy cow, David. It's a boy cow. Wait, what did I call it? A cow. You just called it a cow. Cows are cows are girls. Lady cows yeah. that have had one baby. I thought I said bovine. Um, you might have. It's a, <laughs> I, thought, I feel like you said cow. I probably said you just naturally point. pile on Dave for getting it It's wrong. a big cow. It's a big cow. <sighs> big boy it's a, cow. It's a, it's a large boy cow. It's, a, yeah. it's Shea Weber. It is an absolute, <laughs> That's right. it is an absolute unit it's of a cow. cow. Mountain. It really is. <laughs> it's, it's over six foot four inches tall. They put a bunch of like basketball players next to it. Like they superimpose <laughs> them. <laughs> oh like, how does that God. happen? Some. They, the internet I an article oh yeah the internet gave me a meme today and they put that giant bovine uh in place of one of the bosses in the game dark souls and i just died so anybody that plays dark souls can appreciate i don't this. play but i've seen people play and it is it's an, it's an incredibly frustrating game because everything's impossible in it but uh yeah so, uh, I, my name is David Auger, and oh, I'm yeah. at oh, MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, <laughs> and I'm joined, <laughs> as always, by, really quickly, Beth? Hi, I'm Elizabethan at, on Twitter.com. Uh, Veronica. <laughs> Veronica. <laughs> and, Ver- and Veronica. Hi, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Oh, so close. We did so well, I and think. guess who's back? <laughs> Angus Get and back, Ashley. Back. Angus is back. And Get back with back. Him. The Tell cat is friend. back. <laughs> I Guess am at back. ALOER on back. Twitter. Mine's easily said fast. <laughs> Mine is not. Awesome. And we are the happy hour. <laughs> so, and we are the happy hour at happy hour on Twitter. Now that introductions are over, over five minutes into the podcast... Um, <laughs> did I interrupt anybody just now for the introductions? Are we all set? Because I am about to go on a tangent. Mm, go, oh, go, go, Dave. go, Dave. Okay, go, Dave, go. I can do that. Go, Dave, go. We are at the end of uh the second month of the hockey season, that being November, and I have some stats to throw out right now. One of the more interesting ones that depressed me, though, is that I read on Twitter a few days ago, and I'm so sorry, I can't recall who mentioned it, but it got me thinking. The idea was, uh, or at least the question was, are the Montreal Canadiens the last team in the league to lose two consecutive games and not get any points? Because recall, even though we have this bit of a losing streak going Mm -hmm. on, we were able to get points Mm -hmm. in overtime, and all that yeah. stuff. So every time we would lose a game, we'd pick up a point or we'd win a game. And that's right. been that's been the whole theme up until these last two games where we weren't able to do that. So God damn it. So well Carolina doesn't count. Well, 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 well. Yeah, I know, I, I understand that. <laughs> so with all that being said, I took the time to look over everybody's schedule and every every team's um record. And it is very true that the Habs are one of the only teams, except the only other team in the league that has not lost two consecutive games in regulation, the fucking Bruins. Oh, uh, off. I know. I know. Unless they do it tonight. Because if, if the Islanders beat them tonight, <gasps> then they do. But I was ruining everything. I fucking know. All right? Believe me. Because <laughs> when I was going through, I'm like, all right, well, you know what? If, like... If the Sabres did it at the beginning of the season or something like that, I'd be like, all right, they're doing a fine job. But no, even the Sabres weren't able to do what the Hats have been able to do this season. Ah, uh, they're tied. Or, ah! Uh, God damn it! Fucking Bruins! Bunch of dickholes. They everything. They really do. And right now they're tied with 13 left in the third. Freaking ridiculous. Yeah. So, 
though the record in November, and I think November is was definitely not as good as October, but it's not all that bad, I would say. No. I mean, the worst part of the month came at this last uh, last week, essentially, starting with the games with uh, Washington, New Jersey, Buffalo, Boston, and Carolina, where we haven't been able to get a win. But we got over, o- overtime wins against Washington, you know, freaking the, yeah. the Carey Price save and the Cup, cu- cup uh, defenders, and Buffalo, right. be uh, Buffalo, the best team in the league <laughs> somehow in, so in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's absolutely nuts. Buffalo. So Although, about time. Yeah, about time yes. for them, for sure. Long overdue. Um, yeah. Ever since Eichel took over as GM, they've been <laughs> really turning it around. It's astonishing. Well, they've had they had so many of those top five picks that it was about time that they started looking good. Right, and that brings me to another point I want to mention later in regards to Edmonton, but I'm going to save that for later. Um. So, really quickly, more of the stuff in November. So, there were 14 games in November. We were able to get 28 points out of those 14 games. Uh, 28? I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm looking at my notes <laughs> wrong. 14 games. That's right. 14 games in November. 28 points total that we could have got. And we only got 13 oh, okay. of those points, which put us at 46% getting of those points. Compared to October, right. when there were 11 games... 22 points up for stakes, and we got 14 of them, which was like a 64%, blah, blah, blah. So if we do an overall total, the Habs uh, with 27 points uh, for the season have 54% of uh, the points that they could have possibly got, which means that they are an above 50 team, but I think maybe a slot outside of the wild card at the moment, which I am not worried about at all. No, me neither. 0% worried about. Even Here's though, me, not worried. Exactly. Even though the Atlantic is probably the most competitive division somehow this season, because the Metropolitan is trash, the Pacific <laughs> is trash, and the Central, well, Central's okay. But, yeah, the Atlantic is where it's at. That's where the big yep. teams are this season. Now, my last point, and then we can go get on to more fun stuff, is the power play shocking shocking i know right (laughs) so out of 47 power play attempts in november we've been able to get six goals (laughs) which is better than i thought (laughs) which is which is a stellar 13 percent um in october we had 43 attempts for seven goals which netted around 16%. Overall, right now in the season, we've had 90 power plays. We've been able to score on 13 of them for around a 14% overall, and it is something has to happen. I mean, yes, we, we saw I feel Weber. Like they should accidentally score more than they Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like there should be more butt goals on the power play. Oh, for sure. It's, than it's, they've actually <laughs> scored. It is such a crazy, crazy thing. Because, I mean, it's been the story, I think, all season. And, you know, I feel like I'm I'm beating a dead horse about it, unfortunately. And a lot of other people are, too. But it's that our 5v5 is amazing. We get a power play and yeah. just our, mo- our momentum is just crushed by it. It's nuts. All that being said, the other night, Ashley, you tweeted that out uh, after a power play that it wasn't the worst one that you'd ever seen. Right? No. <laughs> and it's true. No. The complexion of the power play changed. Yeah. The the other night on the night of Shea Weber's return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, the crazy thing is that I would have thought that – well, see, the only reason I did the number breakdown like this is because I want to see, okay, is there at least a slight improvement between October and November? Mm -mm. And there wasn't, Mm -mm. at least numbers-wise. But the thing is – So I did the – I broke it down by the eye test. Yeah. and so I took some time to analyze it all really carefully <laughs> via the eye test. And Perfect. I what Veronica brings up, like I did say it on Twitter the other night, it's it looks better if to the naked eye. It there's more movement to it. They're getting more chances. Yes. They're just not converting on them. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to go to my preferred method of analysis here and say I think a lot of it's in their heads right now. They're like, we can't score on the power play. We need to get the perfect shot so we can score on this power play and so that's making them hesitate so there's they're moving and they're opening up lanes but then they're hesitating and they're Mm -hmm. not taking the shots as fast as they need to they're waiting for that avenue to open up and 
instead they're actually making those avenues close because people they're giving the defenders a chance to get into position, the goalie a chance to get into position instead of firing off the shots as fast as they need to once they've made their movements. So that's my eye test analysis. I don't know how accurate that is, but I think I think it's improving. The numbers aren't bearing that out, but I don't know. It feel I feel less annoyed every time I watch a power play. So that's right. my hard-hitting analysis with um the carolina game uh in particular to me it almost felt like wow we should put weber on the second power play unit because it seems that the the players in the second power play unit oddly enough are able to number one get the zone and move it around move the puck around so that it at least feels dangerous i don't know what it is with um the first unit with like domi Drouin, gallagher uh weber and kotka niemi but it's just like I don't know what it is. Something's not, something's not clicking with those guys when it comes to power play, and I, 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 it's, it baffles me. It baffles me with all the weapons that they can use for that. Or is it, or is Dano on that first power play unit? Am I getting that mixed up? Or I don't even know. I forget. I, I forget. But ever notice that? I am hoping so much that come December with Weber like playing more, getting used to everything. And number one, okay, Weber coming back. He missed a year. Who, 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 when, when did he lose a year? Because he looked yeah. awesome. He looked amazing. Yeah. Jesus. I will he say, maybe just, lots as, of, sorry, it's just part of the power play before we get going on. on yeah. Weber. They really need to work on the zone entry too mm. because they do look pretty good once they get set up, but it takes them a fuck of a long time to get set up. It takes like a full so, minute for them to get into the yeah. zone. And once they get into the zone, the, the first unit's gassed. You know, yeah. and then that's it. And it's that's a that's a whole thing with oh my god, <sighs> love him, but man, does he make decisions? Is our our poor boy Joe, man, oh man, I hope he figures something out. Yeah, Mister Drouin, he's hit or miss. That's Can nice. you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. You're very echoey. <laughs> oh, I'm echoey too. Oh, oh. everybody's weird. What's I'm happening? <laughs> Uh oh. Um, I want two things. Welcome Ooh. to the Twilight Zone. There we the go. The Twilight Happy Hour. Oh, I messed it up. <laughs> uh, you got it now. No more echo. Okay. I'm um, back. Cool. I was just going to say that Shay maybe lost a year playing NHL games, but that doesn't mean he lost a year of thinking about hockey and practicing and improving himself and doing whatever. Yeah. And training. So, Shay Weber. First of all, he's one of the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, I'm sorry. Of the Montreal Canadiens. The captain of. The captain! Um, It was a a couple of days after the trade. Tony Marinaro, our favorite uh, Montreal sports personality. um, Sorry. (laughs) Sports radio personality. (laughs) Hashtag Um, sarcasm. (laughs) He actually had a really good interview with a guy who was like. Uh, the trainer for a bunch of different guys, but also Shea Weber. Oh my God. And he said that Weber for the Predators every year won the strength contest at uh, 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 camp, training camp, and that Weber is like hockey is his job, it's hmm. his responsibility, his body is his job. His strength and his conditioning and all of that stuff. Like he was saying to, I forget who uh, who was, inter- I think it was John Liu, um, saying that after, shortly after his surgery, the most frustrating part about it was that he couldn't do anything. And then once he started, was able to do, so, like I have, I had absolutely zero doubt that he would be 110% for that game because of um, last summer, by uh, Paul Byron, was on an Ottawa sports radio station and gave an interview and sang an ode to Shea Weber the entire time and talked about how the guy is the first guy at the rink, the first guy in the gym, the guy who's always setting the example. So anyway, having Shea Weber back is going to make a gigantic difference and being above 500 for his return is going to make a gigantic difference. And you could tell the other night. Oh, my God. uh, um, in that last power play, they spent the entire time in the ozone. In the last one, that, that they had. whole period, it's going to start happening. Yeah, that whole period by itself. I mean, it's it's. I mean, the the thing with the Carolina game too. Overall, plus, you know, not to be 
uh, saying that Weber's return didn't do anything about it. But holy crap, it definitely did because the Habs were on fire. They were. Yeah. They, I mean, they just yeah, got bricked by Michelini. Yeah. It. And a post. Yeah. And an amazing stop on one on that Drouin goal. I was like, God, yes. I can't buy a freaking goal from these guys. <laughs> but God. that happens. It happens. Bad but games my happen. Last point about that. I've forgotten it, so don't worry. Keep going. Oh. Oh wait. Oh, no, I got we it. got it. Wait. Um, <laughs> is that his return? It's like the guys were all standing a little bit taller. And For Carey sure. Price marching out of his net and making passes instead of kind of going behind his Ooh. net and kind of figuring out who. Like coming out and being a part of the play and everybody just stood a little bit taller. And never mind. Weber. It was incredible. Never mind him stoning whoever it was behind the yeah. net. I mean, the guy came out yeah. to, to yeah. get the puck from Price. That He's like, awesome. well, screw that. Was that. Awesome. Get the hell out of here, kiddo. <laughs> Do you know who's on my team? Fucking yeah. Jay Weber. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Fucking Carey Price. I was like, Carey's like, finally, Weber's here. I can do whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah, I want. Exactly. exactly. Well, you know what the funny thing is, too, is that that player, like, was trying to, like, get a call out of it. I'm like, man, you, you had the puck for a second <laughs> no, there, bud. You're, it's you're not going to happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know. It's like, sorry, you don't like this? Talk to Shea Weber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ask JT Miller how that goes. Yeah. Oh my God! Looked like he was gonna cry. Poor Here's children. our complaint department. It's this mountain over here. <laughs> You're not gonna get a whole Submit lot of juice out of this guy. <laughs> uh, so you know, without saying, we're all super excited that Weber's back, and I can't oh wait God. for the game on Saturday. Oh my God, I can't wait! I can't wait to watch because number one, two, Byron's gonna be slotted back in too, and that's pretty oh, much so nearly. Yes, that's almost full power halves at this point. Almost, almost, and can't wait. It's going to be so good. Yeah. One last footnote on yeah. uh, the Carolina game and sure. Shea Weber's return. I when I listen back, I always try to listen back like right after we post these podcasts, and I I I can't say Shea Weber. I say Shea Weber. Like I say, I can't say the B. I don't know why. But that's no, not what it. I wanted to say. Um, oh, <laughs> I thought that was your point. <laughs> no. I was like, uh huh. I'm so, like, okay, good one. He wasn't in the starting lineup. And he didn't play until about three shifts into the game. And people were saying, wow, that's an interesting choice by Claude Julian. And when I saw the starting lineup, when it was posted by the Habs on Twitter, I was like, he's not there. And then I thought, Shea Weber didn't want to be the center of attention. They nope, didn't even make an announcement know. that it was his first game back. Nope. He's a hockey player on a hockey team, and there's nothing special about him. And that's the beauty of his leadership. And that's all I wanted to say. Humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't make a big fucking deal about me. I've got a hockey game to play. That's I'm right. here to do my job. That's right, boys. He, he said, I'm here to chew bubble gum and play hockey. That's right. And I'm all out of bubble and gum. All out of bubble gum. And if I have to kick ass, I'll kick ass. Yep. Here to break bones. <laughs> well, and intimidate you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stare. You've heard of Nickers the cow, but have you heard of Shea Weber? <laughs> <laughs> and did you hear the crowd? Oh, oh my god! To the ice. Absolutely. The clapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so wonderful. It is so wonderful. Yeah, we're coming back. Yes, December is yeah. gonna be our month. It's going to be True. fun. Yes, it is going to be fun. True. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, man. And Saturday is December. Saturday is December. Woo! Woo! Merry Christmas and happy yes. holidays. Absolutely. And happy birthday. And yeah. happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> My birthday month. Oh. No. Me. It's Ashley. That's a weird nickname for me, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> I mean. No. <laughs> no, uh, no, I declined that nickname. Thanks, though. Yeah. All right, I'll try again That's later. That's a burden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, being called Jesus is a burden? Well, there's lots of Jesuses in oh, Chile. I thought we were going to get into some and theology here. And it's just normal. Here. 
No, but I saw a really good tweet by Atheist Nation. What? Somebody retweeted something (laughs) from Atheist Nation. I'm like, right? And I thought, funny. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's accurate. Yep. What was it? You might retweet it after the podcast. Yeah, I'll go look and retweet it. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I can't wait to see it. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, almost retweeted it, but I I thought I have a question. We have answers. Have they named the puppy yet? No. Oh my god. I don't think no, they did. No, not that I've Didn't seen. Didn't he already have a name? No, that, oh, that was what the contest was. Oh. Oh, there's a contest. I okay. Oh, okay. yeah. That's right. I don't know when that's over, but we're going to... It's going to be Puppy Watch. We're going to keep on it. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> we will bring you the latest Can you put news. in, like, breaking the breaking news sound Da-na-na. music? Oh, I don't know. That, that was the actually the thing ever? That is really so nice. so cute. Oh. Did you guys and vote? Did you no, submit anything? I missed this. N- no. Did the Habs post something? Oh, I submitted Saku. Oh. Is it, yeah, like, the Habs just, posted it. It's one of the most noble things is fostering a dog. And then you have to say goodbye. I don't want to think about that. Okay, Oh, my God. Kennedy. Kennedy? Canadier. Oh, I was going to say, Kennedy's a nice dog, man. I was man. looking for their Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of noble pursuits, um, something that kind of goes under the radar. Well, of course, they're all over Twitter about it, but I never hear. Like, I didn't know this was coming up until, like, yesterday or the day before, but the, mm. the Canadian's blood drive was today. Yes. Open, mm-hmm. you know, they, they stay open from, like, I don't know what it is, 10 or 8 in the morning until 7 at night. And people get to come in, uh, give blood uh, for uh, Hemo Quebec, I believe it's called. Or Hema Quebec. Hema Quebec. Yes, yeah. yes, my bad. And uh, players come in and just hang out with you while you're giving blood, and it's super cool. So I know we have uh, some friends in uh, Montreal that uh, participated, and if I had known, I would have taken the day off and driven up to do that because I've always wanted to do that, not just because I want to meet a player, duh, but because giving (laughs) blood is one of the best things that you can do. Yeah. And um, definitely do it. And I hate needles. They horrify me, but I think giving blood's great. Angus yeah. too. Angus does agrees. not like he it. applauds oh. your pursuit. If of... anybody wants cat blood, Angus, <laughs> Angus is ready. Willing. <laughs> he's willing to donate. Yeah, he I'd... will help a fellow in need. I wonder <laughs> how Angus would actually take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Angus is scared of his own shadow. So, <laughs> assuming he's afraid of everything else. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. Now Angus is yeah. great. Um, so let's see, uh, there's a bunch of other things to, to go over when it comes to Habs land, cause we've had so many fun things to happen. Um, a milestone, uh, on Saturday against the Bruins, uh, uh, Thomas ta-ta, got his, <laughs> got his 10th goal of the season. And he is the third player to do that for the Habs behind Brendan Gallagher and Max Domi. Right. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. That sounds correct. Yeah. Okay, so that's very cool. Next. Hey, guess what? What? Speaking of Thomas, ta-ta. Ta-ta. Today, I was leaving work a little bit early. <gasps> and Don't uh, say that out loud. Oh, no. It's, it's all out in the open. Oh, okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't divulge if it was a secret. Um, <laughs> so I left work like a few minutes before five. And my parking, like I park in the tower that's right in front of the hotel that the Habs stayed at right. when they were in town. Oh, that's so right. I'm jaywalking, which I should not say, but it's very safe to do on this particular street. Oh, my over God, to my, Over to the tower where my Jeep is parked. And I see there's a big bus outside. And I see a guy with a suit hopping onto the bus, and I'm like, it's got to be the Vegas Golden Knights who are in town tonight. Oh. And then hmm. I thought, do I want to go meet anybody? No, nah, not really. Yeah. And I just, eh. I just went <laughs> to my tower and went yeah. to my Jeep. But I was like, the Vegas Golden Knights. I wonder if it was um, a flurry. Yeah, see, I was about I to say, know. my mom, that's my mom's boyfriend, so... <laughs> oh shit! I could have met him and got a, gotten her an autograph. But oh, she would have been. Nah, there. I just wanted to over the moon. I mean, she's she's in Vegas anyway, so she can just walk over and ask him for one. 
But oh, and guess what? what? That same motley crew was standing outside. Oh, the the mm. signage people. Yeah. For getting the cheaters. Things. Yeah. And by the way, those guys. There was one guy there who who was actually wearing a Habs hat, a Habs cap, mm-hmm. and he was just like the worst of Habs Twitter. Oh no! Because I was like, "Are you a fan?" And he's like, "Yeah, I like the Habs, but I fucking hate Mark Bergevin." Oh, here we go. I'm like, "What? Why?" Hmm. And he's like, "Cause he's an idiot." And he, he, yeah, traded away Galchenyuk. And and I'm like, "Have you seen like how?" Anyway, he was just like, and he just got so negative and aggressive and angry and awful that it just made my shoulders go like. You know, like, it just made me feel awful. And it's just, like, that horrible, you know, awful part of Habs Twitter that is still on that. And, like, dude, have you watched any games this year? And he just couldn't stop talking about his obsession with Mark Bergevin. Uh, and I was, I was remembering that the other the day. Part, yeah, that's the part of Habs Twitter that is not watching what's actually happening. They're just no, stuck no. in there. This could have been... Okay, but look what is. Yeah, exactly. Not bad. Yeah, you want to know Not what bad. you want to know what Alex Galchenyuk's doing right now in Arizona? <laughs> Playing fucking wing. <laughs> <laughs> so. And the Coyotes fans are not very nice to him. No, they no. Wow, they did they do an about face? I mean, Ooh, boy. what can you expect from a market in the middle of the desert? But I digress. Yeah. What can you do? Who cares? Who cares? Well, I can tell yeah. you something that we can care about. The Habs. The Habs. Only because hey, uh, the, like the Habs put together a nice uh, article from our uh, Pierre-Antoine Mercier uh, about our prospects. And in particular, this article talks about uh, Nick Suzuki, Josh Brook, and <gasps> Shane McShane. Is it really Shane? Oh, Alan McShane. <laughs> <laughs> Shane McShane doesn't sound accurate. And Shane oh, McShane. Shane McShane off the board. <laughs> What a great name. Shane McShane. Shane McShane. Dave, I feel sorry for your future children. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, darling. You just went with it, though. You're like, Shane McShane. Wait. (laughs) Wait a moment. Is that right? Well, see, as soon as I said that, I was like, it's it's too perfect. It's too much of a good thing. I mean, we... (laughs) Sorry. Nobody cares about scrimmages. Anyway. Marco. Yeah. Marco. Marco. <laughs> Thanks, Marco. Sorry. Super insightful. Thank you for Ooh, everything. Is he German? Probably not. Oh. I would go. I would venture either Hispanic or Italian. Mm-hmm. Just well, no, because we were talking about Marco's Marco Stern the other day. Yeah. Oh. I think that's Marco with a K. No, Mark- it was with Stern. A is not. No. Yeah. No shit. Interesting. We will um, just making stuff up. After I think it's Marco McMarco. Is that it? <laughs> isn't it? McBoface. Well, Marco McMarco. Isn't it Marky Marco? That's what I thought. Marky McMarco. He's gonna hate us. Forever. He plays in the WHO. Well, what we're gonna do? No, no. What we're gonna do is that we'll uh, we'll set up a poll afterwards on the happy hour and be like, hey, do you guys know what ethnicity stats and scrimmages is? <laughs> Or is it scrimmages and stats? Scrimmages and stats! Damn it! <laughs> stats and statistics. Do you know him? You know that guy? <laughs> Dude, do you guys, do you guys know that. Nanners and Bananas? That guy's the best. So, uh... So, in this article... thought we had credibility? Gone. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Compared to last week, we're doing pretty good right now. <laughs> Ashley, did you listen? I did not. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. So sorry. No. We're Jeez. So sorry. <laughs> One last listener already. Perhaps we did apologize at the end of that. A so lot. That's better. Yeah. Sort of, kind of. So, Nick Suzuki, captain of the <laughs> oh, OHL's Owen Superior Sound, Brooklyn. and yeah. utterly bored playing for the Owen Sound because he has to be. Um, yeah. He's currently in the league score in the he's currently ninth ninth somehow in league scoring with 38 points in 24 games. Yeah, pretty decent, but um, and he has 19 goals, which puts him sixth in the OHL, which makes you wonder who the fuck does better than that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Don't have that now. Somebody it does who, make me wonder that to be honest. Yeah, it's like who the yeah, hell else is in the, the OHL? 
know? Who can be better than Nick Suzuki? What kind of propane are those other guys? I don't know. I, well, like, I have two we were... questions for people like that. First of all, how dare you? Like, number one. <laughs> Second of all, who do you think you are? <laughs> That's it. Well, when I when we were talking about Nick Suzuki on Twitter earlier this week, somebody did come in my mentions. I think they're replying to somebody else, not just me, but I just happened to be there. Um, and they were like, Nick Suzuki's not even. The, they're being really mean about it. Like Nick Suzuki's not even the top scoring person in the OHL right now. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh but they. I was just like, okay, Anne. Like we can still be excited about this prospect. And they didn't even mention the names of the other people who are scoring better than Suzuki. So obviously they don't matter that much. Yeah, they're unknowns. So if you're going, if you're gonna come in my mentions and talk about the the players on my team, then you better come with some receipts. But do you know what, Beth? Yes. They're just no. jealous. They are just jealous. <laughs> They're yes. just jealous. No. I, I mean, know. I meant like yes as in continue. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't. Do you yes. know? Yes. Don't bother to continue. No, no, no. Yes, I already know. Don't say it. No, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're just jealous. They I'm are. super That's pumped about Nick Suzuki, is. though. Like ninth or not? Like Jesus, we've never. I can't remember the last ninth time we had a prospect ninth like that. Out of all of the players in the OHL, is pretty damn good. In my opinion. Yeah, I well, think I'll take it. Do you want to know what's better? Eight. What? Josh <laughs> Brook is our second overall pick in 2017, and he is one of the best defensemen. One of the best defensemen in the WHL. This 19-year-old has 27 points through his first 18 games as a defenseman. What? What team? Uh, the Mooseheads. Wildcats. Oh. Or the, no, no, the Mooshaw Warriors. That's the right. The fighting. <laughs> I've, I've seen those guys play. Yeah. A long time ago in another lifetime. Nice. And Saskatoon Blades, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, That's a fun hockey league. Awesome. He yeah. is. He has 27 points, which puts him third among defensemen in scoring. But this captain leads all defensemen in the WHL with goals, and that's seven. So, quite a good. Those are two decent prospects. I would want to venture. And then we're moving on to Alan Shane McShane, uh, <laughs> one of our fourth round guys, and uh, he's doing all right. Uh, has eight points in his first ten games. Uh, with four goals in the last six games and six points during that span. So good for him. So those are some of the prospects. Next. Uh, okay, we already talked about that. Next. Oh, okay. So some interesting news. Carl Alsner. The journey of journeys for Mr. Alsner. Yes. Um, I am on record saying that Carl Alsner is probably one of the nicest Habs on the planet. I recall saying this because last year when I saw the Habs in Vegas uh, during our terrible season, uh, I was down by the glass, and I swear to God, Alsner was the only guy giving fist bumps to kids against the glass despite the record. I remember you saying that. Tossing over pucks and the whole nine yards. And I remember at the time, because this was like, yeah, late December, uh... I think no February. I'm sorry. So this is like almost near the end of the season, and you know, at this point, you know, oh my God! If you, if you guys can remember that, Jesus, all was lost. I don't. I all was I, lost. I, I, no. Yeah, it's it's terrible. So at that time, Carl Olsen was definitely the uh, the draw of much ire. But I saw him then. I'm like, you know what, Carl, good on you, buddy. And then yeah. uh, of course he is uh, he's a scratch for a lot of the games this season. Um, when he played, you know, he's not part of the system that they're going for anymore, which is not to say that he's bad at what he does. He just doesn't quite have it. And because of this, he's placed on waivers. Now, a lot of people went nuts about this. Oh, here we go. Okay. Now, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Carl's is an expensive uh, player on the team. Uh, putting him on waiver, waivers, people are thinking it'd be a miracle if somebody picked him up with that contract. Yeah. Unfortunately, people that... People are such shitheads. In that, well, in that respect, it, that didn't happen, so we still have him on contract, and now he is I think the most expensive AHL player currently, even though we get to... Re- <laughs> even though we get to... Um, there's some money rules there. He gets where, a slight discount. I mean, right. we get a... The Habs get a slight discount. Yeah, like, I think it's down to like four something, but... 
yeah, is something still like that. pretty The high. thing is, people get pissed off about his contract. Like, they have to fucking pay it themselves. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, yeah. Not you don't like, have stop to. Stop pretending Jeff you're Molson, the fucking GM. Jeff Molson has big pockets. I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he cares that Mark Bergevin goes out and tries to make the team his best. And if he makes a mistake, he fucking fixes it. And yeah. look what yep. he did. And? He, okay. He, he got the best defenseman available in free agency at that time. It didn't yeah. work out. So no. he fixed his fucking mistake. Yeah. He Who needed won? to do something because Markov was leaving. Exactly. Right. He needed a body. Like, yeah. He got one. And yeah. then and there's there's more. That's a whole box. I'm just ooh, with a bow, <laughs> and I just want to unwrap it, and I will. But I'm not quite done with Arl, uh, with uh, with Alsner here. So Alsner goes to the AHL. He plays his first AHL game against the Bellevue uh, Senator or Belleville. I'm sorry, Belleville Senators, and he yeah. opens the scoring for yeah. the Laval Rocket off a pinch. Woo! And one hell of a shot, which extends Carl Alsner's AHL scoring uh, game scoring streak to two, because he got the insurance goal eight years ago <laughs> against the Hershey Bears in the Calder Cup rung. I love it. Uh, with the Hershey That's Bears, great. I think, or whatever it was. So good for him, Carl Alsner. Welcome to the Laval Rocket. You looked damn decent with the boys. Yeah. And I can only imagine how crowd... much of a good uh, presence he is for those guys. And I think that we have to also, like, I mean, this is his job. That's what he's supposed to do. He was assigned to Laval. It's his job to go. But that's not an easy thing for an nope. eight-year NHL vet to do. And he did it with aplomb yes. and maturity. And, and I grace. think that deserves a little bit of recognition. 100%. Yes. Absolutely. And, um, and in his interviews, he said that he just wants to play hockey. He, he yeah. said a lot of people have been asking him, including his friends and family, oh, does this demotion hurt, like, hurt your feelings or whatever? And he's like, I mean, he, he basically said without verbatim saying, like, yeah, it, like, it's got to it's gotta sting a little bit. But he's like, I don't care about all of that stuff. I just want to play hockey. Yeah. And it's it reminded me, as much as we, as much as we dislike the Bruins, it reminded me of the interview with Pasternak earlier this week, or was it late last week? I don't know. About how he was like, I yeah, six million. Like I never imagined I'd be doing that. I could be playing for peanuts back home in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And it just that just that just struck me as the same. It's like you're the the things that the people asking these questions are not thinking about are thinking about are not what the players are thinking. Yeah. They're just they love this sport. They want to play it. They love it. They're not in it just for. And do you know what? The glory. Um, what I really liked about that was, first of all, I I saw for the first time I watched with my own eyes the last half of this game, of a um, rocket game for the first time this season. But first of all, the crowd. Every time they took a shot of the crowd, the crowd is like awesome. They literally look like the happiest nicest people I've ever laid my eyes on, number one. And after the game, um, at Velvet Hammer, who, uh, I guess, lives in Laval or close to Laval, he was at the Rocket game, and he sent me a tweet, and he said that he was at that game, uh, quote, was at the Rocket game tonight, and Alsner showed class, poise, and grace in this tough circumstance. The crowd welcomed, welcomed him at the start and cheered him on as he earned the first star. Nice. And my heart, like, broke the heart size thing Yeah, when I read that. And Veronica's heart Because he's a good guy. Grew seven sizes. Three sizes that oh, day. Okay. <laughs> seven sizes more than true, the three right? before. <laughs> it's he's true. A, he's a good guy, and I don't ever trust hockey crowds to do the right thing, and it really sounds like they did, so. Yeah. It's heartwarming. Well, and it was and it was kind of surprising because we've seen such derision online towards him yes. by a bunch of ignorant assholes. But um, so that's why it was such a nice surprise that here are people who uh, are looking at his contribution and understand that there's a human being inside that uniform. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. Now. Time for me to to unwrap my box that I've been keeping uh, tight on top of my table. <laughs> apparently, <deep> metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, Mark Bergevin. Oh God. Ate a piece of humble pie, <laughs> putting Carl Alsner in the AHL. He admitted no. to the masses. Admitted. He admonished himself upon. <laughs> 
the Sound a little pedestal, defensive there, Dave. What's that? <laughs> upon the pedestal of media coverage and yeah. partisan scorn, finally. It was the bloodletting the bloodletting has occurred and Mark Bergevin has now been absolved of all sins for attempting to put Carl Alsner into the lineup. Carl Alsner who played all 82 games last season. I can't yeah. I don't know if another player did that, honestly. Thinking back to last season, yeah, Carl Alsner played 82 games with us. Mm-hmm. Now, I am sick and fucking tired of this ego <laughs> nonsense when it comes to Mark Berzavan. They're just mad that he looks better in red pants than they yeah. do. I, I just... They're I just, just mad his arms are bigger than their... I, <laughs> yeah. I just... Oh my god. I, I tweeted about this and yeah. just saying that you look at Chiarelli or Chiarelli, whatever his name is, over in Edmonton yeah. gets... Chiarelli, Chiarelli. Gets like, okay. <laughs> I don't know, maybe a dozen first overall picks and he fucks up Every single one, except for probably Connor McDavid. But every other one, aside from that, and that guy doesn't get half of the scorn from the hockey world. Maybe in Edmonton he does, but he doesn't get half of the scorn that the hockey world gives to Mark Bergevin. Mark Bergevin goes out, hey, I need a player for a year. I get him. Ah, that didn't work out. Let's put him in the AHL. Chiarelli trades fucking Taylor Hall away. Uh, he, he lost a nail Yakupov, right? And Sagan. He's and Sagan, Sagan as well. He, he, imagine, imagine being a fan of a team that, that, that signs Milan motherfucker Lucic. Although, for Bruce like, Van almost did. <laughs> for like 10 years <laughs> and like a billion dollars. Imagine carrying that anchor, that ugly, filthy anchor. For the rest of your natural life, essentially. It's ridiculous. Carl Olsner gets to the AHL, and all of a sudden, Mark Bergevin has no ego. Mark Bergevin makes a bunch of trades, and it's like, oh, uh, he loses Radulov. Oh, it was an ego thing. No, goddammit. This is a goddamn business. Mark Bergevin knows it better than anybody else that I know, personally. And (laughs) it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Stop assuming that Bergevin has an ego just from freaking uh, press just releases. Just because yours is so fragile. Exactly. 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 And that's where if, that all comes from. Yeah, if, you know, exactly. 100%. Mark Bergevin does something that you don't like. Oh, he has an ego. I didn't like that I hope move. he understands. It's uh, it's very encouraging that he's beginning to under have the, have the capacity to understand the error of his failed um, whatever fucking the hell. Like yeah. that that's what it is. It's like I'm sorry. Like th- so many I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> there was so many there's so many people who, you know, over the course of the past couple of years feel like they're owed a personal apology and when when he doesn't come out and apologize and bow and scrape and admit to his mistakes, they get so like they get even angrier. And it's like Obviously, the fact that you think that it's his ego that prevented him from doing this before is because you've got a really fragile fucking ego. And it sounds like you really take yourself very fucking seriously. And maybe don't. Because you'll have a maybe. lot more fun if you don't. Yeah. And like, how do, do they want do they want him to apologize for things or fix things? No, apologize. Admit. Like, Admit. And then and then what? Nothing. Exactly. The whole Oh my god. And even further to that (laughs) point is just that who who else was was available? You had Carl Alsner and then a fucking traffic cone next to a dumpster fire. A literal dumpster (laughs) on fire. Yeah. (laughs) No, but that's the thing that's bothered me about the beginning from the beginning of this is that he was the he was the get that year, and Mark Bergevin got him. He was the defenseman he needed, and then all of a sudden he goes out and does it, and now it's a stupid move. That's just so classic Toronto Sports Network coverage that I'm just anything Mark Bergevin does is immediately bad. He's made a mistake, and obviously yes, and further to all of this, Carl Olsner, Carl Olsner, Carl Olsner's expensive. <laughs> 
blah 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 blah. New nickname. He's yeah, I know, yeah. right? Now he's now he's in the AHL and now we get a discount on him. Oh my god, Carl Alsner is so expensive. We still have eight million dollars in the bank yeah. for whoever the fuck we want. Let's exactly. trade Alsner to him. Toronto. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's trade Alsner to Toronto for night for Nylander. Let's see the freaking <laughs> hockey world explode when that happens. Could you Another imagine? thing that might be fucking fun is oh, besides not taking yourself so fucking my. seriously, maybe stop pretending God. that you're the GM. Maybe stop playing GM. You might have more fun. Because <sighs> I, yeah. <laughs> like I it's not your fucking money. How oh Mark Bergman has finally come oh to his God. senses when he agrees with me. Now <laughs> he be smart. But before he was just a dumb idiot. Yeah. And I, I'm glad he came to his senses, but also I want to point out that um, uh, he's eating humble pie and oh. not just that he came to his senses, but he's finally seems like he's attained the level of intelligence required to understand. <laughs> Snore. Uh. <laughs> so like just the, you like, cry about him not making the hockey team better wait. and he does something to make the hockey team better and you deride him for it. Like what wait. the fuck can he do to make you happy? Also, he doesn't give a shit what he can do to make you happy. Yeah, he's just he's just rolling around on eight million dollars in cap space. <laughs> Jesus. He's not he's not over there going, Wow, this is really embarrassing to you know to send I can't him put him in the AHL. So it's admitting my mistake. <laughs> Yeah, he gives a fuck. Yeah. Just terrible. That that whole thing that happened this week just, it, just drove me over the freaking edge. He's and gonna it go to the basement, lift his four hundred pounds worth of weight. Yeah, yeah. not give a shit what you one, think. He has one dumbbell, four hundred pounds. He just lifts that <laughs> for like three hours a day. One hand at a time. One hand at a time. Hour and a half each hand. <laughs> He does like a, he, he does like it to himself like he, most people do like a baseball. He does like 1500 1500 <laughs> reps. Sorry, I was picturing that. <laughs> like it's really it's really unnerving. He just like walks towards you like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like tossing this dumbbell back and forth. I think that's why that's or probably he and Shay Weber play catch. It's fine. There you go. I'm sorry. That's probably why people get. That's probably why people are so mad because deep down they know that he does not give a shit what all of the internet geniuses think about him. And nothing bugs the bully more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. (sighs) Anyway. Yay. Mark Bergevin. Yay, Mark yes. Bergevin. Yes, that's awesome. I would stop fucking talking about him if other people would just stop fucking picking on him. Yeah, I mean, like, true. when was when was the last thing in time he had like a press conference? What what was it for? I don't oh, when he was patting himself after on the back. Oh. After ten games into the season, he came out to gloat and pat himself on the back. Remember? I mean, yeah, and he, good. Like, look at me now, fuckers. What do you think? <laughs> Let him. How you like me now? By all means. <laughs> I see all you guys st- sitting out there. Yeah, how about that, Kotka Niemi? Ah, pretty good pick, huh? That was not bad. Ridiculous. Anyway, the last bit of news I have to mention, I think, is um something that happened, yeah, today. Uh, Victor Matei sent down to Laval. Yeah. Interesting yeah. little bit That's a good there. thing. Oh, no. Totally I know, good I know. Thing. I'm not against it. Um, I am just curious about something I'm trying to look up now that I forgot to look up before. Get away, pop-up. He's 20. Victor Matei. Good guess. Good guess. That was a good guess. He is Probably. 20. Victor Matei has true. never played for the Rocket before. No. He nope. went nope. straight from the London Knights last year, an assistant at that, uh, assistant uh, captain. Not uh, last year, the year before. Uh, you're totally correct. Yes, uh, went mm-hmm. from the London Knights straight to the Canadiens, and he was because a revelation. That was a big deal. Like everybody thought he was going to go back to the Knights because, oh, of course, he's not. He was not nothing, but he wasn't supposed to make the league his first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and he just had such an amazing training cap, cap, yeah, training cap, training camp last year mm-hmm. that they're like, oh well, I guess he's going to make the team, and then he just kept being good. Yeah, and so I think I mean the sophomore slump is a well-documented phenomenon that happens, mm-hmm. and I think he's especially after the last 
uh, was it the last game or the game before where? Oh, what was the last game? Every goal goes in off of him like oh, that. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not his fault entirely, nope. but I, it has it's to gotta suck. it's gotta get to your head, right? And so yeah. I think go down to Laval, dominate, get your mm-hmm. confidence back, and come back because he's he's starting to get a little bit hesitant, in my opinion. And I think that this will be a good. Oh look, I can do this, and I am a good hockey player. Kind more, of yeah. for him again. More to that point as well. Um, with the London Knights, yeah, Matei was a standout. Uh, 50 games played with 44 points as a defenseman. That's amazing. And in the That's playoffs crazy. for the London Knights as well, uh, 14 games in the playoffs with seven points. So the kid at that level, yeah, he was dominant as a defenseman. Uh, comes up to the Habs last year, played <coughs> only played 49 games. Was he out with an injury for a while? Remember. I last year, so. I thought so. Okay, I'm Toward like a year, like I a I think hand. I'm probably wrong. I don't recall. Oh no, that sounds familiar. No, I think you're no, right. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, 49 games played, seven points. It's NHL defenseman stuff. That's like not bad for a 19 year old. Um. Then nope. he went to uh, the U20 tournament. Six games, three points. And dominated. Yep. Yep. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was a plus yeah. 11. <laughs> In that tournament. <laughs> that seems okay. That seems all right. Yeah. And then this yeah. year, 23 games played with four points and no goals for the poor kid. And that's exactly yeah. the thing. We the With Weber in the lineup and with Kulak playing as well as he is, mm-hmm. it's kind of... Well, know, I have things to now, say about him, um, too. With that being the case, Claude and Bergevin can have some wiggle room with the defense finally. And they can actually mm-hmm. play around with it quite a bit. So they send Matei down because, I mean, who knows how he's going to play in the AHL? Nobody knows. Who knows? I nope. can't wait yeah. to see it, though. Exactly. So I'm going to be watching the, the Rocket a lot more now. And then, Yeah, so am I. I, I wonder how he'll do with Alsner there, too. I mean, like, yeah. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder how he will do with Alsner. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I did want to say, um, too, like, it's been really nice seeing these call-ups come in and fit so seamlessly into the Canadians. And I don't know if that's a testament to scouting and how well they're doing being like, yes, this guy can come up and it's going to be good. Or if that's more to Joel Bouchard's, Joel Bouchard's system where he's like, my job is to make them ready to fit into the Canadians when they get up there. And if it's him, it's fucking working. Yeah. because Kulak, Agostino. Chapeau. They're not missing a beat. No. I was reading an article about Kulak earlier today, and um, he said himself that Bouchard plays a big hand or has a big hand in getting him to where he is able to go into the NHL and be ready. He said that he. um, That even if Kulak has a good day, Bouchard still gives him something to work on. So. There's always room. He said, "There's always room for improvement with Joel. That there's always something to focus on, and he's not like mean or whatever. But he's definitely a pusher. Yeah, in a good way. And Kulak said he sees himself as a two-way defenseman, so he's always focused on competing against top lines. So he's trying to do that. Um, in order, he's trying to do that in the NHL. So he's pushing him. He has a goal that he set for himself." on top of the stuff that Bouchard is pushing him to do. And that's something that Michael McCarron had said as well, that he walked yep. into the office at the beginning of the season with uh, Joel Bouchard, and he walked out saying that he felt like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. That he knows yeah. that there's yeah. stuff to do and that Joel has a, uh, a trajectory for him. And that trajectory yes, is back into the NHL, God willing. Um, further to that, were you going to add something, Beth? I had two fun facts, but it's, we can, they're just fun facts. It's not super important. Further uh, to uh, that was right after Alsner cleared waivers. I was listening to Sean Campbell. Sean Campbell. Yum. Is one of my favorite hockey minds. And he said, what's going to be really cool about Alsner going down there and playing with Bouchard oh is that God. Bouchard is going to be like, like Bouchard himself was up and down between the NHL and the AHL. And he's a motivator. And he said, you know, Bouchard's going to look at him and say, you you want to be fucking playing in the AHL? Oh, you want to get back there, man? My God. And 
what those two what those two are going to be able to do together it might be something cool to watch as well mm-hmm. this picture that i just found yeah. as well oh <laughs> <laughs> oh no Okay, keep going. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I'll share it in a second. No, no, no. That's that's it. I'm done. I, I just thought I thought the same thing. I thought about how you know because as classy as Olsner has been and all of the great, genuine, authentic sentiments that he's conveyed, he deep down he's probably like fuck. Yeah, yeah. totally. You know, because he's only and human. He's not only what you human. want. No. Although, and but the reception that he got last night, and he scored a goal, and he had a good sense of humor about Didn't it. Didn't he get the game winner well. last night? He got the first goal. No. He got oh, the, the first, first goal. goal. Okay, that's what it was. He opened yeah. the scoring. Yeah. And so, I'm rooting, I'm, I'm cheering for him. I'm going to keep my eye on him, because he's he's taken this all, like, just a very, you know, he's shown a lot of, a lot of leadership, and that's going to be helpful down there as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're building it. They're, 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 I think that they're building a good feeling around that room as well in Laval. And that's something that they definitely need because um, yeah. despite Bouchard, uh, you know, highly touted when he, when, when he got down there, unfortunately, not to put a, you know, not to kill the mood with it all, but man, they are not doing well league-wise. I believe he specifically addressed that point, Dave. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He's talked about that before. Oh yeah. Oh I know. Oh I know. <laughs> it's not about the score sheet. Oh believe me, I know. <laughs> Although it's nice. Well, um, it's nice. It would be nice. Before I move on from Brett Kulak. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> in sorry. the article, sorry. Um. The first thing, I don't know if everybody else knew this already, but I didn't. Um, but he used to be Gallagher's teammate on the Vancouver Giants back in the day. No kitten. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> this is – so the other day, um, listeners, um, Veronica was having trouble watching the AHL game and on the streaming AHL game. And Brett mentioned that um, – his parents like when he plays in the a- in the NHL better because they can see him better than when they watch the videos <laughs> hmm. when he's in the when they stream a- AHL games. That's, and that's all. That's, that's funny. cool. I got yeah. So everybody everybody has trouble with the yes. AHL streams. Oh, it's definitely it's not, not perfect, but it's, it's not just awesome. us. <laughs> that is funny. Um, so we're actually out of time. <clears throat> oh no! At this second, we have run out of time. Bye. But I have mechanics <laughs> and Paul Byron news. Well, then say it. Oh, do it. Yeah, we'll okay. end on that note. Okay. Start uh, with Mr. Byron. Mechanics. Oh, okay. Sorry. Paul Byron. Um, he's <laughs> coming back supposedly on Saturday. Hopefully, pretty much guaranteed. Um, but he hates watching games when he's out. He says it makes it harder for him to make himself be patient and recover properly. Oh no. Because he misses helping his teammates. But he no, but he makes himself do it. it. Don't worry. He's he just is a motivated guy. Um, and then our beloved Thomas Lekinix has signed with two teams I saw in the Czech Republic. One of them is, I'm probably going to say this wrong, I'm sorry, I did not look how, how to say this, um, but it's Kamita Bruno, it's B-R-N-O, that's how you say the second word, um, which is the, crap, the, like, the, the higher team. And then the other team is his hometown team of um Cladno. Cladno. Yes. Um teammates on the higher team include Martin Erat and Peter Mueller who are ex NHLers. And then um the the Cladno team is owned by Yager. Yager. The Lower team, yes. And Czech He's rules allow He's such a what? A god. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, but you can play for two teams in Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic. I don't know which one it is anymore. Um, Republic, yeah. Yep, Czech okay, Republic, thank you. Yep. As long as one of them, as long as they're in two different tiers. Like, so they're two different levels. But so anyway. he's going to be playing all the time. Yeah, he's going to be busy. But I'm happy <laughs> for him. I hope that he does So well. am I. Uh, Another class act. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very easy to 
cheer him on. So the hockey club Cometa Berno, however that's pronounced, uh, that Thank is you. just the uh, the hockey club Comet, and that's based oh. in the city of Berno, uh, however you pronounce it, in, yes, the Czech Republic. Uh, yeah, it's just Berno. That's all it is. I just okay. looked it up. That's cool. Thanks. And that's it. Yay. Oh, so that's uh, Plecky, that's Byron, Shea Weber's back, Matei's Matei and Olser's in the Rocket. Uh, November wasn't as good as October. The power play stinks, but uh, <laughs> goddamn, is this team going to have a December? Yeah, they it's... had 49 shots on the team that has allowed the least amount of uh, um, shots against. Whatever and they only <laughs> only allowed twenty on the team that takes the most shots. Exactly. So, so they're going to be out. just fine. Yeah, I'm not worried. Not even a little bit. Nope. 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 <laughs> we have to end now. I'm done my podcast Okay, we have to go oh, now, all right. everybody. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.